Don't mind me, just sneaking out to go to Kohl's. The home deals right now, they're too good to pass up. Like up to 40% off Cuddle Dead's bedding, up to 50% off the cutest fall decor, and up to 25% off Ninja Kitchen appliances. How can I resist? You can even get 15% off or 15, 20, or 30% off with a Kohl's card. So, yeah, I'm going all in for fall, and I can't even wait. Select styles. Offers end October 17th. Some exclusions apply. See store.com for details. Introducing the best deal in mobile. Unlimited on two or more lines for $29.99 a month per line. With no contracts, no added taxes, and no hidden fees. Includes nationwide 5G. Save up to 60%. Get unlimited on two or more lines for $29.99 a month. Call 855-438-2999. Click SpectrumMobile.com or visit a store near you. Offer valid for new customers on two or more unlimited lines. Savings based on two-line comparison of unlimited plans among major national carriers as of 9-2021. Prepaid excluded. Hello, everyone, and welcome. This is Renee. It is Wednesday, October 13th, 2021, and we have what we hope is a very informative podcast for you today about an illness many are familiar with or know somebody who has it, diabetes mellitus. I am, again, Renee Thomas, your host of Oracle's News Radio. Follow us by clicking the follow button on your podcast page and share this podcast with your friends and family via email, Facebook, Pinterest, Twitter, wherever you like to hang out online for as long as it's available. (laughs) We are a news podcast featuring current events, Oracle and prophetic news, indie music and astrology forecasts that explain the current energy climate within the country and our world. We won't be talking astrology today. We'll be talking medical science. And you can listen to us on Blog Talk Radio. Um, You can listen to us on Spreaker, TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and many other apps that are used for podcasts. Now, Learn more about us and what we do because we've got a lot of books coming out soon at anointedgroove.com. That's anointed with one N, groove with two O's.com. Today's podcast will focus on the medical industry and new inroads into the treatment of type 2 diabetes. We want to remind you to monitor your glucose if you have diabetes. Visit the information box of this podcast for details about products that can help. Now, we welcome back. We have to take some time to to celebrate our listeners from countries all around the world. We have a new country here to that we want to welcome, Iraq. We want to say hello to all of you from the United Arab Emirates Morocco, the United States, Mexico, Mexico, UK, Germany, Brazil, Canada, Belgium, Saudi Arabia, Algeria, New Zealand, Ethiopia, Portugal, Italy, South Africa, Ireland, Kyrgyzstan, Russia, Sudan, Thailand, Poland, Sweden, Norway, Croatia, Australia, and Denmark. 
Thank you all for listening. We appreciate you. Follow us today. Let's get started. Now, before we get started, we have to say we are not medical physicians. We are not medical physicians. Please contact your physician for a proper diagnosis and to discuss a personal treatment plan if you have diabetes or if you fear that you have diabetes. What is diabetes and what adult has not heard something about it? It affects over 34 million people in the United States. That's over 10% of the population. Now, that's quite a few adults. If you take out the teens, if you take out the kids, if you take out the the babies and the 20-something-year-olds, there's still 10% of the population, and some of them are included, but not many. It is a multi-billion dollar industry, including the rest of the world, over $825 billion. <laughs> Yeah, you heard me right. Over $825 billion spent per year on diabetes care, offering things from medical prescriptions to needles and strips and monitors, bags for those monitors, socks, bandages, plates so that you can measure your food and scales. Diabetes mellitus, commonly known as just diabetes or sugar, as the old people used to say, is a group of metabolic disorders characterized by a high blood glucose level over a prolonged period of time. So not just a one-time thing where you entered the hot dog eating contest. It basically says that fasting glucose levels need to be about 80 to 100 milligrams per deciliter of blood with post meals not going over 140. But those who have diabetes can wake up to glucose levels of well over 140 milligrams per deciliter and even skyrocket to 300 to 600 during the day which can lead to a variety of symptoms and even death symptoms of di- of untreated diabetes often include and this is why we want to give you this information but we want to let you know don't try to diagnose yourself go to a doctor but symptoms often include frequent urination increased thirst and increased appetite if left untreated diabetes can cause many health complications now why the increased urination why so heavy on the kidneys because your body is trying to get rid of all that sugar in the blood and that sugar is very detrimental to your cells and the kidneys are the main way to get it out and they need water to flush it out So that's the frequent urination, the increased thirst, increased appetite because some some people are insulin resistant. Insulin is the hormone that gets those those that food into your cell, the glucose, the basic food. And if the cell is no longer responding to it because it's tired of all that insulin and it just now is not even responding to it, it's your insulin resistant then you will be hungry. You will feel like you haven't eaten even though you're fat. And when the insulin is flooding your system, 
trying to get that sugar out of your blood because it's like a toxic chemical trying to get it out of your blood then any excess insulin can be take that sugar and make it into fat because it can't get it to where it needs to be because of the insulin resistance so high insulin which is released in your bloodstream to combat high glucose can cause obesity and insulin resistance it's kind of like those people on drugs or alcohol at first you got drunk or high on a little bit and then it took more and more and more and then pretty soon your body doesn't even respond to it for the most part you just have to take a whole lot of it to have any kind of effect and high glucose levels are like a nuclear bomb to your body's cells all of this affects satiety it affects your appetite it affects your metabolic system so once it gets out of whack the hunger is not real hunger the way you're you're getting fat is not because of what you're eating most of the time your everything's just now out of whack and decalibrated and many people find themselves on a treadmill of destruction where weight loss or weight gain seems impossible i know i found myself there have you ever just sat and cried because no matter what you do no matter what you eat no matter how much you exercise you just can't lose the weight your middle age you have that belly fat well you need to go for a checkup because depending on how this metabolic disease affects your body it could lead to so many things amputation of limbs it can lead to heart disease. It can lead to being on a dialysis for losing your kidneys. It can lead to stroke. It can lead to death. This is a serious issue that I have been exposed to since I was a little girl, um, simply because of the people in my family that had this disease for whatever reason. And sometimes you do have a genetic predisposition to it they say that it can even some people say it can even be caused by a lack of vitamin d which a lot of people of color have a problem with because they don't spend a lot of time in the sun or because they have so much melanin in their skin they don't get enough vitamin d however increasing your vitamin d after you've already contracted this illness is not going to help you to cure it there are two types of diabetes some say three type one which we won't really be discussing today is when people are born where due to some type of immunodeficiency their body attacks their pancreatic cells and they do not produce insulin insulin is produced in the pancreas in the b cells of the pancreas and these people do not produce insulin so they typically need to have insulin Thank God. I remember those bottles that people used to have for insulin and then they had to get a needle and suck the insulin out of the bottle. Now they have the pins. It's, it's, it's a much better day now medically, but we won't be talking so much about type one. We'll be talking more about type two, which is where the body no longer responds to the insulin that you produce. And then there's another one called type 1.5. And my understanding of this one is that you have the marker in your genetic code for type 1, but you still produce a little bit of insulin. 
And then over the course of time in your adult years, sometimes I've, I've even known a family where it would hit the women in the family right around the age of 14. Your body stops producing insulin. And now all of a sudden you don't have insulin anymore and you're basically like type one. You just weren't born with it or you produce so little insulin that you have to take insulin along with diabetic meds to help you create more insulin from your pancreas as much as you can. But we all know that if you take medicines to help produce the insulin from your pancreas, which is located behind your stomach, you can actually wear your pancreas out. So this is a disease that we need to pay attention to. We need to pay attention to it before the symptoms set in. So again, type one is when you don't produce insulin at all. Type two is when you produce insulin, but your body no longer responds to it. Type 1.5 is kind of somewhere in between where you're about to not be able to produce insulin at all. And major inroads are being made with regard to the fight against diabetes. And we're very, very happy about that. Now, some say diabetes is due to I mean, you know, if you go online, if you talk to various doctors, everybody has a, a some theory of why they think diabetes exists. I don't think there is any one particular thing that causes diabetes. As I said earlier, it is a group of metabolic situations that are listed under the category called diabetes. Some say it's due to ceramides in the blood and fueled by exploding fat cells, okay? Others say it's due to, it's caused by deficiencies of vitamin D. However, even if that situation is caused by this and you try to up your stores of vitamin D, that will not cure it. Others say it is about overeating or food choice, even though this does not apply at all to those who have type 1 or type 1.5, which includes having the genetic markers for type 1. That has nothing to do with what you eat. And it is possible that the overeating is really just a symptom of the internally embedded problem that you have with your metabolism. In a land where 75% or more of our foods are genetically modified. Yes, 75% or more of our foods in the United States are genetically modified, and we don't really know how that's affecting our bodies. And the food pyramid has changed. For We, we tried to educate ourselves. Remember when bread was at the bottom, it was really wide, and we were supposed to be getting all this bread in every meal? Well, now it's vegetables. Since the 50s, that's changed. So we must realize it's not our fault. Many people have been doing what they can, and a lot of times it has to do with money as well. People can't afford fresh fruits or vegetables. They don't have time to go to the store because they're working people, blue-collar workers and other people who are just trying to feed a family. So they go into the cupboard, they pull out the the sugars and the flowers and the oils and they deep fry and they do things quick or they stop by fast food restaurants. And for the most part, people eat what is put in front of them. And the other thing that's encoded in our brain 
is breast milk is sweet. Breast milk is a form of a milk sugar and it's sweeter than regular milk. And humans are encoded to like this substance, which is sweet. So we have a tendency to prefer sweet foods to bitter foods and savory foods. Now, of course, you always, you're always going to meet that person who doesn't eat sugar or doesn't eat dessert. They don't like cakes and cookies, but most of us do. So what you will learn is if you do have diabetes, that whatever info you get online is not always going to be acknowledged by your doctor because each doctor has a certain level of information and a protocol that they use to treat diabetes. So it's important that you get a doctor that not only listens to you and hears what you have to say, you get a doctor who's on the cutting edge and you must also give your doctor the benefit of the doubt and let them treat you because certain prescriptions take a certain amount of time to work. Certain things take time before you get to homeostasis with the drug. Also, you can check your doctor's reviews online to see what other people, what other patients say about your doctor's care. So there's things that you can do. There are things you can do to to enhance your medical care so that you can get with the right doctor. Because I know I have had the wrong doctor before. It is not a good situation and it can affect you for the rest of your life now major discoveries and findings and clinical trials are currently in place to prove we can reverse diabetes in at least half of the people who have suffered for six years or less now when you get into this pre-diabetic state where you've had high blood sugars from the age of 45 to 55 you likely are going to start experiencing symptoms because you're, the damage is done. Damage has already been done to your cells, to your nervous system, to your eyes, things of like that, to your kidneys. And that is why my personal opinion is that once you get to about 35 to 40, we need to start talking about, you need to be going to a doctor every year and you need to make sure that includes an A1C test. An A1C test is going to measure your exposure to high blood glucose levels. Glucose is sugar. That's what it means. High blood glucose levels over the period of two to three months. So that way, if you go to the doctor every year, you'll be able to know if you're pre, pre-diabetic and if something needs to be done. Now, a lot of people don't go to the doctor. They don't go to the doctor because they don't have a job. They don't go to the doctor because they don't like doctors. They don't trust them. But then you need to go get a glucose monitor if you're of a certain age and check to make sure because you can get used to feeling a certain feeling in your body and be sick and not realize it not realize that what your body is feeling is abnormal but the good news is that current inroads in diabetic care include everything from basic dietary changes and intermittent fasting glucose monitoring which again i think if you're not going to the doctor you need to be doing it by the age of 35 don't wait till you get sick. Um, er- herbal remedies, 
Um, there's a lot of herbal remedies. Some people say it's a combination of herbal remedies. Surgeries like gastric bypass has been known to reverse diabetes. Medicines to increase the amount of insulin that you make or to insert insulin into your blood. Medicines that slow down your digestion and medicines that slow your liver glucose production to keep the, the, the liver from putting out sugar into your blood and prescriptions to alter appetite, drugs to force sugar into the cells that are insulin resistant. As you can see, the current medical approach to diabetes is highly varied, coming from a lot of different directions and it heavily depends on how long, how you will be treated depends on what your doctor says and how long you've had the diabetes and whether or not you are still producing your own insulin. Now, there are many classes of medications, and we want to get into the crux of what we want to talk about, this new class of medication, which is not so new. I think they found out about it in 2012, but there's been a, over the last year or two, there have been a lot of commercials about it. And it's an expensive drug. So we're going to talk about the GLP-1s. Now, there are many classes of medicines, which basically means that they will choose a medicine to target to reduce your blood sugar based on you. How old are you? What's going on? What are your symptoms? Um, what is your other medical history? And you have first, second, and third generations of each of these classes. So they start off, they come out with them, and then they find out what's going on, and they do clinical studies, and then they improve it. And we have what's called sulfonylureas, like glipizide, which causes your pancreas that makes the insulin in the B cells to make more insulin. But most people say glipizide will eventually, they say it will hurt the pancreas in the long run because it will wear it out. But a lot of people can't get away from glipizide. A lot of people who are on other medications that stop working after time end up going back and doing some kind of double and triple thing that includes a, a form of a, sulfon, a sulfonuria. And you also have biguanides, which is like metformin. In the United States, I understand that metformin is the only biguanide in its class and that we have approved. And it helps your body to utilize insulin. Um, it also helps your body to reduce, or uh, actually the cells to use that, that glucose that's in your bloodstream. It also prevents the liver from producing more glucose to put it in your bloodstream. Now, keep in mind, when you start stopping things in your body from doing what they normally do or forcing things in your body to do more than what they want to do, we're going against nature to a certain extent. Um, so the best thing to do is to control your diet and to make sure you eat right and eat as healthy as possible and eat good portions. But the metformin also prevents the small intestine from absorbing um, too much sugar. And it just, it, it works in a lot of different ways. It actually, metformin is a very interesting drug because now some of you may be saying, I thought metformin was taken off the market. Well, metformin 
is one of those drugs that now can be made into generic drugs and certain people who formulated the drug, especially in extended release versions, they had to take those off of the market, but not all metformin was taken off of the market. So it's still used, it's also used to treat people with um, PCOS or um, polycystic ovary disease. And it also is used, is being tested as a youth drug to help reverse aging. So there's a lot going on with metformin. Metformin is one of those drugs that you will find in every, just about every clinic all over the world. And it really helps your body to utilize the insulin. And it is one of those that will more likely cause weight loss than the sulfonylureas like glipizide. So we're going to talk. There's other classes. We're not here to talk about all the classes. Those are just really popular drugs that even if you do get on one of these other classes that I'm about to talk about, you might also be on a sulfonylurea or you may be on metformin as well if you can tolerate it because they do have side effects. Now, we want to talk about the class called GLP-1 receptor agonist. An agonist is kind of like the opposite of an antagonist. If you read books, you know the antagonist is the person who goes up against the main character, where the agonist is the person that allies with someone and works with them. So the GLP-1 receptor agonist is working with something inside your stomach. And these drugs like Ozempic, Ribelsis, Wegovy, which can be taken by injection or pill. And if you don't like injections, it definitely won't hurt. These are the, the, the needle is the gauge of the needle is so so thin you can't even feel it. So these are called these are a different class of medicines. Again, they're called the GLP one receptor agonists. And we're gonna talk about these. They're also called semaglutides. Semaglutides. Now these medicines are approved in other countries. There's some medicines that are approved in other countries that are not approved in America. And then there are stuff that's improved here that's not approved in other countries. So you need to check with your doctor about which treatment is best for you. Now, nature, nature is where we go, we as humans, to find our medicines, whether by nature we mean chemicals, minerals and rocks, plants or animals. They even have funguses that grow in certain volcanic islands of Japan that are being used or have been tested for various vaccines. So we go to nature to get our medications. And scientists have learned that certain animals, by watching these animals, I mean, have you ever been like when I was younger, I used to be, I used to be like, why are they in the woods watching these monkeys and why are they looking at these lizards and why are we spending so much time observing nature it is extremely important that we do that and that we provide funds for the study of nature in science scientists have learned that certain fish 
release insulin as a poison to reduce sugar in the blood of prey to stun them or slow them down. So basically, this fish is releasing insulin as a poison. And it reduces the blood sugar of the victim and it causes the blood the person the, the victim to slow down so that the fish can catch it. Scientists are studying this fish as a possible use of that liquid or that chemical in the diabetes care of humans. Now, the one one interesting thing about GLP one agonist is that the Gila monster, which some people call the Gila monster which is that big lizard that you see in the desert. It is one of the bases for this new Ozempic and other GLP-1 agonists. The Gila monster releases a chemical that is 50% compatible to GLP-1, which is a hormone in the intestine of humans. Now, A hormone is basically just a chemical that tells some other part of your body to do something. It it releases a set of messages. It tells you to go into puberty. It tells you to stop puberty. It tells you to start menopause. It tells you to grow, whatever. But the GLP-1 tells your body that you have eaten and that you are no longer hungry and you need to. But it doesn't last long in humans. It doesn't last long in humans. Basically, what it does is it causes us to stop eating for a while. And then a couple of hours later, we're wanting to eat again or snack again. Definitely four hours later or so, most people are ready to eat another meal. Okay. So the key ingredient of this GLP-1 hormone is called exendin Dash four, Exendin four. It is a peptide that may slow the liver, the lizard's digestion. And by slowing the lizard's digestion, the lizard does not have to eat as often. And it goes for long periods of time in the desert without food. Also, it slows the emptying of the stomach and causes a decrease in appetite, contributing to weight loss. So yes, semaglutides are about to be, if they haven't already been approved, not just for diabetes care, but also for obesity. Now the Gila monster, the Gila, they say it's the Gila monster. I like to call them Gila. They live, they can live off of three or four big meals in one season. So if you have a season that has three months, that Gila monster can eat one meal a month and be fine. Now, of course, it's going to eat about a third to two thirds of his body weight, but that that food is going to stay in its stomach. Now, I'm going to have I'm going to say one thing that I have questioned. If we use this this chemical from the Gila monster, and we put it in our bodies, and our bodies release out of our stomach every two hours or so, or for a little bitty period of time. Now we have this Gila monster, this Gila monster chemical in our stomach, and we're not hungry for hours. 
how does that affect the food that's slowly being released? Is it going to sour in your stomach? How does that? Well, one of the side effects of semaglutides is nausea, nausea and vomiting. And that may have to do with the fact that the human body is not used to having that food in the stomach for so long. Um, the Gila monster, again, lives off three to four big meals in one season. As long as scientists can investigate DNA, they can take that chemical, they can replicate it, and now they have it where you can take a small dose of it once a week and it will mon- it will be in your system for the whole week. Now, when you first start taking things like Ozempic, you will probably be losing it more than faster than you can get it in. My understanding is that after four to six weeks of being on the drug, what you take in is equal to what's going out. So you're at kind of like an equilibrium. So it remains in your bloodstream and it stays there for about a couple. It takes a couple of months for it to co- totally get out of your bloodstream. It's, it's not something that is just going to be excreted out the, during your with your urine overnight. So... Scientists have perfected this chemical from the lizard. They have genetically modified it, and now it's being used as a treatment for diabetes care. It was first found or discovered in a university, I believe, in Canada in 2012. And after many tests, I think it's Novo Nordisk is the company that is, um, I know that it's Novo Nordisk that is, um, producing Ozempic, and then there are some other medicines that are in- included in this class. Some are pills that you have to take every day, but if you use the Ozempic, if you can afford it, then you will be taking this once a week. Now, Ozempic, let's talk about cost of this medical care. Of course, you want to, you can lose about 15, 12 to 15 percent of your body weight on these semaglutides or these GLP-1 agonists. So how do you get this stuff? How do you get it? Most people want to give you metformin. You can get metformin for free. You can get metformin for $2, $4. You can get glipozides, very cheap. But when you get into these other classes, they can go for 900 and something dollars for a prescription for one month. 900 and you get a pen and you dial the dosage and you start off with a lower dose and then you're on that for a little while a few weeks and then you go up to a higher dose and then depending on how your body tolerates you keep going but the higher you go the more likely you are to lose weight now some people they can't stay on it they can't even do metformin because of the stomach and digestive upsets because we're dealing with the metabolic systems of your body and you have to add in my opinion you have to do some form of um altering how you eat altering how much you eat altering how how fast you eat altering what you eat you really need to get a scale if you're not good at portion control look at the inside palm of your hand don't include your fingers that is how big and how thick your meat in one meal should be. You need to be careful because in this world of supersizing it, we are overloading our bodies with food 
We're overloading our bodies with carbs. We're overloading our bodies with sugar. And when all you can have is just a few extra grams of sugar, added sugars each day, by the time you drink a soda, you basically, a half of a soda, you basically eating all the sugar you can have that day. And then there are hidden sugars. There are hidden sugars, of course, in cereal. There are hidden sugars in, in dressings, salad dressings and sauces. There's hidden sugar in milk. There's hidden sugar in yogurt. There's hidden sugar in everything. So by the time you finish eating that great meal, even a vegetarian meal, you could have had a lot of sugar added into your blood. And we are in the land of the supersize it. Do you want small, medium, or large? Oh, I want large. The more you consume, the more sugar you have in your blood. Consider all the sweetened drinks that you drink. Even Gatorade, which is not sweet, has a pretty big amount of sugar, like 30-something grams of sugar in a, in a bottle, in a, a normal 20-ounce bottle. And I always wonder if my body... And this is just what I ask myself. If my body can only take one of these little portion plates full of food, why am I so damn hungry? <laughs> what? Why am I hungry? I mean, like if the body is only made to eat like a little four ounce portion of meat and a little bitty two tablespoons of a carb and then a bunch of vegetables why am i hungry well a lot of it has to do with stretching out your gut a lot of it has to do with what you were raised to eat you know everybody likes a cute little fat baby but when those kids start walking and they're chunky be careful because you're setting that child up for obesity because the fatter you are the more fat cells you have And the more fat cells you have, the more havoc they can wreak. Medications for mental health and other illnesses can create problems with blood glucose. So can pregnancy where you have gestational diabetes. There are, there's a one woman that I knew she had to be on um, medication for mental health disease. There's another young teenager I know that was on medication for depression and other mental health diseases and had to be checked quite frequently for diabetes and actually gained a lot of weight as a result to how these medications affect the body and the metabolic function. So as we are in the age of Chiron in the first house in Aries, which I didn't think I was going to be talking about astrology today, but as we are in the age of mental health where more people are going to the doctor and more people are getting medicines, you have to understand how those medicines will affect your blood glucose levels and insulin production. Even noradrenaline leads to increased blood glucose levels during stress so remember when we were taking fentramine to lose weight fenfen and fentramine how did that affect our blood glucose long term how did fentramine affect us i heard somebody one doctor told me i would be on fentramine for the rest of my life i'm like you mean to tell me i've got to be playing with my adrenaline 
for the rest of my life because fentramine basically just gives you a fight or flight response. And of course, when a big bear is at your window, the last thing you're thinking about is eating. That is how fentramine works. It gives you a fight or flight response like you're always at edge, releasing all this cortisol, the stress hormone and adrenaline. But that also has an increase on your blood glucose levels because blood glucose levels do increase during stress. So what can you do? Again, fat kids are cute. Pudgy kids are cute. But don't overfeed your children. Learn how to sit down at the table, give them a plate of food that can give them the nutrients they need and fill their bellies and slow down. Eat slowly, get a lot of vegetables on that plate. Half the plate should be vegetables. Do not set up your child and your teen for obesity. Also, understand that you don't need to supersize it. You need to cut down because once that metabolic function goes awry, then your hunger will not be under your control. And everybody knows that when you start taking diabetes medications, you are at risk of low blood sugar because those those drugs in your blood are not operated by a computer. They're operated by the various circumstances that your body finds itself in. And what doctors say is you are sure to have some form of hypoglycemia when you have these drugs, specifically with sulfur, um, sulfonurias like glipizide, the IDES. You are typically going to have to deal because it's not always going to be calibrated the way you took it. There's a lot of things going on in your body. Your body is very cyclical. I can tell you that my body loses weight on Thursdays. I lose, (laughs) you know, everything I've ever tried to lose weight. On Tuesday, I might gain weight. On Wednesday, I might have an extra pound or two and I get upset. But come Thursday night, I am going to lose that weight. Whatever weight I lose, I lose on Thursdays. That is my body. I have learned my body. Do you know your body? Go to the doctor, get checked, especially if you are over the age of 35, if you are obese. And let me tell you just a quick story. When I was going to a doctor in my 30s and I happened to look over at the doctor's notes And I saw a scribbling that said my name at the top of that page. And it said morbidly obese. I'm like, how the, how dare she call me morbidly obese? I am one of the finest, cutest little girls in this, in this community. How dare she call me morbidly obese? But do you not understand that it takes a long time for people to even understand that they're fat? How many of you looked at a picture and said, okay, there's something wrong with the camera. But then you looked at your sister next to you and she looked normal. But you were like, nah, something must have been messed up with the film on my side of the camera because I'm not that fat. And how many of you have ever gone to, I remember going to 
a dress shop and getting upset at the mall because I was like, something is going on in America where all of the sizes are too small. Well, no, the sizes were right. I was getting bigger. So you can fool yourself, your vision, what you see in the mirror. You're still looking at yourself and your memory from 20 years ago. And honey, you're 100 pounds overweight. Come on, baby. It's time to wake up. So, but as I mentioned, it's not all of our fault. We're eating a lot of genetically modified foods. Shop along the perimeters of the grocery store. Go to the fruits and the meats and the vegetables, refrigerated stuff that doesn't have preservatives. As much as you can, stay away from the aisles, the packaged food, the cookies and things of that nature. But if you do have a sweet tooth, thank God for sugar-free. And there's that's a whole nother topic that we would have to talk about. But I want to give a shout-out to Nabisco for coming out with the whole wheat fig Newtons because figs are one of those things that are pretty much not too bad for your blood, for your blood sugar, like avocados and almonds and pistachios. There's certain foods you can eat that do not wreak havoc on your blood sugar, but even still, you're not supposed to eat so much. Learn about portions. Measure your food until you get used to it. They have on Amazon um, these diabetic plates that actually have pictures on it, and it tells you what what needs to go on what plate and how much of it you need. And so if you have a hard time measuring, then get one of those plates, eat slowly, and we're going to have to end the show. This completes our show, and I'll be talking to you guys from time to time about my journey with semaglutides. I have started to take take one, and so far, so good. You know, I'm only on the second dosage of it, so I've had some nausea, and I've kind of felt like I wanted to puke a little bit and had a gas and I'm all for loose stools. I'm not I'm not afraid of a little diarrhea. I'm all good for that. But I'll keep you abreast for those of you um, who are interested. <laughs> Let me know. Leave a comment. Send me an email. Are you battling diabetes? Was this podcast helpful to you? We are going to complete our show today. We want to thank you listeners from whichever podcast platform you are enjoying around the world. Remember, visit us at anointedgroove.com. Tell someone you listen to Oracle's News Radio and you learn something important because if you do, you can rest assured that both of you will enjoy the facts and nothing but. Until next time. Introducing the best deal in mobile. Unlimited on two or more lines for $29.99 a month per line. With no contracts, no added taxes, and no hidden fees. Includes nationwide 5G. Save up to 60%. Get unlimited on two or more lines for $29.99 a month. Call 855-438-2999. Click SpectraMobile.com or visit a store near you. Offer valid for new customers on two or more unlimited lines. Savings based on two-line comparison of unlimited plans among major national carriers as of 9-2021. Prepaid excluded.